Welcome to the AIPT Movies Podcast with your hosts, Alex Harris. And with them, as always, are Tim Garner and Matt Paul. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, guys, I like I didn't get COVID, but up until for the last week, I have been sick as fuck. I have been so goddamn sick. I tested negative for COVID, but I got like the flu and I have no idea how I, I hadn't come in contact with any sick people. No idea. Maybe it's that RSV that's sweeping the nation. Mm. I, I guess like it, it, it was bad. I was like really super sick for like two days. Like last Wednesday and Thursday, I was just like a shamble, like half a man. I was I was like what Scott Weiland would sing about. I was half the man I used to be. And um, it sucked. And I tried to get not get Susie sick, but she ended up getting sick the, the night before my birthday. So she spent the entirety of my birthday completely <laughs> like incapacitated. And I was Aww. like, she was like, <coughs> happy birthday. And then like, I had to pick up my own cake because she couldn't, sure. she couldn't do it. And then, like, that night, I had, like, a piece of cake by myself. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, happy 41. Happy birthday, Alex. <laughs> happy, happy late birthday, birthday Matt. Oh, thank you. Yeah, fun fact, listeners. We were born, yeah. th- Matt and I were born three days apart. Crazy. And my daughter, Cecilia. Yes. Shares her birthday with Alex three days before me, which basically means that for the rest of my life, my birthday will mean nothing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, it means something to us, Matt. Yeah, if that Matt. if that matters. Thank you. <laughs> I had a um, you know that you're getting older. When you had a thought about um, I was like, do you know what I should get? I should get those little, like, Monday through Friday pill boxes to put all my pills in so that I know, so that they're all ready to go every morning when I take them. That's what I thought about on my birthday. So, it's all downhill from here, you guys. I guess so. I guess so. Wow. Well, this is what you have to look forward to, Tim. It's cu- It's coming for you. I can't wait. It's gonna be forty one's gonna be so cool, guys, because forty's great. Uh anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hello and welcome to the AIBT Movies Podcast. I'm Alex Harris. I'm an independent writer/slash director. Unfortunately, you may know me from my 2002 porn parody featuring Busty Rims, Jamie Lake Curtains, and Michael Fires' Halloween Les Erection. To be fair, that's considerably better than Halloween Resurrection, in my opinion, and a much better use, a more meaningful use of the term trick-or-treat motherfucker. It, it's, it's a lot more literal in my movie, but, you know. We appreciate your service. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tim Gardner, man suit actor, contortionist, my green suit guy. You may know me from my role as Tom Cruise's surgically removed eyeballs from Minority Report. Ooh. Or... For being what Tom stood on whenever he had to stand next to Max von Sydow. <laughs> He's a large man. Big dude. Hi, I'm Matt Paul, and I'm totally not a script doctor. 
So you definitely don't know me from the several hours I spent co-writing Madonna's song for Die Another Day. <laughs> what a banger. Guess we'll die another day. <laughs> Doesn't she just say that like over and over? That's all I remember again. from the song. It's just that over yeah. and over again. Guess we'll again. die another day. Die Another day. Another day. Anyway, once again, in an affront to my belief that even the slightest mistake makes me as bad at podcasting as Corey Cunningham is at babysitting, we have some Ooh, corrections from the shit. <laughs> we have some corrections from the previous episode. First of all, obviously, you're all gonna have questions about the most shocking event from the last episode. My audio. I know, I know it it was a little <laughs> room noisy. I apologize. Hopefully, it's a little better this week. Bill Mueller, please write us in telling us how to correct Alex's audio from this point going on. (laughs) Also, when we were talking about Deadstream, Tim, you were wondering about the name of the rat creature, and you guessed it was the pest. It is, in fact, the pest. Hooray! Uh, According to uh, Joseph Winter on Twitter... You mean the latest social website to go uh, down in flames? <laughs> Guys, you have no idea how much I depend on like Twitter to fill a void in my life. Um, well, I'm afraid you're going to have to find greener pastures. I am not pleased, to say the least. But yeah, according to Joseph Winner, it is the name is the past. That was the name of the short film they made that character for. So that was a pre-existing... Oh. You know, uh, the creature effect that they reused for that. I think I even saw it in that uh, VHS 99 as well. So they recycle a lot of them. And also, I've been re-listening to our previous episodes just uh, because, I don't know, I'm a narcissist or something. I don't know. But um, I noticed that multiple times when we would reference uh, one of the villains from from the Ninja Turtles cartoon, we kept calling him Kang instead of Krang. Krang. You know what? It ticked me off in, in retrospect. Um, yeah. Because especially now that the the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game Shredder's Revenge came out predominantly <laughs> with Krang in it. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it just like hit me when I was like, no, Kang is like the Marvel guy. Why? Did, why? Or or Kang and Kodos. Right? Right. You know what? I'm just going to blame the Mandela effect, okay, guys? Yeah. I'm from another dimension in which the, <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film was named Kang, okay? And it was Krang the Conqueror in Marvel Comics in that other right, universe. Yeah. Right, Yes, so yes. Um, also, when I listened to the Jaws episode, and I mentioned the mythical real shooting star, and this myth has been disproven by noted ILM artist Todd Vaziri, who is one of the people I follow on Twitter is probably uh-huh. leaving. Don't worry, I'm sure the blue check marks all mean real oh things. Oh my god, it's not so worth fucking stupid. All. Like, as if I didn't have enough reason to hate Elon Musk as it is. Like, come on, man. You're, you're fucking with my shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for corrections. Let's move on to some news. Quentin Tarantino says he would not direct a Marvel movie because Marvel directors are only hired hands. The Russo brothers were deeply offended, or whatever it is Kevin Feige wants them to feel. Several Office Space cast members reprised their iconic roles for a Walmart Black Friday commercial. Because nothing says, we understand the message behind Office Space, like working for Walmart. (laughs) That's terrible. I did not know. That's fucking shit. Yeah, it's bad. It's upsetting. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO and back row murderer, <laughs> David Zaslav, 
wants more Harry Potter movies if J.K. Rowling agrees? Or how about even if she doesn't? <laughs> like, why do we care? She sucks. Um, <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> Toho has announced that Godzilla will return in 2023. And of course, even with the advance notice, they still won't evacuate Tokyo in time. Wow. <laughs> Oh, it's a move. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> the two fingers and a half thumb of the hired hand that makes up the room. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh. laughs> <laughs> the two fingers and half thumb of the hired hand that makes up the Russo brothers, Joe Russo, says Disney's live action Hercules movie will be inspired by TikTok. And I think I can speak for all of us when I say, Henry Selick says it's unfair that people think Tim Burton directed The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, why do you care so much, Henry, whoever you are? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Henry Selick. I know, poor guy. It really is a very, like, how think of all the people who love Nightmare Before Christmas and have no fucking idea who Henry Selick is. Like none uh, other than <laughs> other than Bizarro Tom Selleck, I'm sure. <laughs> huh. John Carpenter says he doesn't care how the new Halloween movies are received, as long as he keeps receiving those fat checks. Shut up and pay the man. <laughs> He's so really does not fucking care at all. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke, always the committed thespian, dressed up as his character from The Black Phone, The Grabber, for Halloween. More disturbingly, he also kidnapped and murdered three children. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Oof. Okay, maybe he didn't. All right, I, I don't know. <laughs> One of our favorite parts of Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Sue is joining Ryan Gosling's upcoming action film, The Fall Guy. Hopefully, this means the title refers to Gosling falling on an oddly shaped award. I mean, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd pay money to see that, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hardy's Venom 3 is going to be directed by the series' primary writer, Kelly Marcel, in her directorial debut. Ugh, a first-time director? I, I don't know. Fans may have to prepare for a serious flattening in quality. <laughs> but really, could it be any worse? Don't dare them. <laughs> Maybe Woody Harrelson shows up again. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm sorry, maybe Woody Harrelson's wig shows up again. <laughs> just the wig, not Woody. Just just the wig. Carnage the, the Carnage symbiote found refuge in a toupee. <laughs> Black Adam came out several weeks ago, made over one hundred and thirty million dollars domestically, and set a new opening record for Dwayne Johnson in a lead role. We haven't seen the movie yet. But it must be really good if all the people are talking about is one brief cameo near the end. <laughs> that is a sick burn. <laughs> must be great. Mm -hmm. Possibly the biggest news since our last episode is that Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad director James Gunn, alongside The Conjuring, Aquaman, and Shazam producer Peter Safran will officially oversee the DC Universe as the CEOs of DC Studios. A decision that's sure to delight fans going forward, 
and haunt Gun and Saffron for years to come. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Do they not know what they've done? I know. It's crazy, though, because, like, my, I know I'm not the only one who said it, but, like, it's crazy because after the Suicide Squad came out, me and several other people were like, man, James Gunn could really would be an excellent choice to be the Kevin Feige of DC, but he'd never do it. Yeah. In fact, I think you said it on this podcast. I did. And it's fucking crazy that they somehow yeah. got him to do it. And and P- and and Peter Safran was always uh, also the uh, producer on the Suicide Squad. Like him and Gunn have a really good relationship. It's um it's it's I think it's actually really exciting. I'm I Probably the most exciting overall DC Comics movies news I've heard in a long time. Absolutely. And you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Peter Safran and James Gunn, fans of the podcast. I, yep. I, James Gunn must have been listening, and he, I'm sure no one else suggested it to him. So I'm sure Nobody James else. Gunn heard uh, it and was like, you know what? These fucking dudes who I don't know totally have a point. I'm going to do it. They said, you know what? We're friends of the pod. That's what they said. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, finally, we have a few more bits of news that I think are cool, but have nothing funny to say about. Um, Ilya Nyshuler, uh, the director of that cool nobody movie with Bob, with Bob Odenkirk, is going to make an action comedy called Heads of State for Amazon Studios, which will seemingly feature the Suicide Squad stars John Cena and Idris Elba in some sort of buddy cop situation or something. That sounds fucking huh. awesome. That sounds like a perfect movie for me. I'm I'm 100% interested in that. And they had great chemistry in the Suicide Squad, so I think it'll be great. Also, there this isn't this is a show, but I would say it's related cuz, you know, it is. Uh, That's fair. There the Chris, Crystal Lake, the Friday the 13th prequel series from Hannibal producer Brian Fuller is coming to Peacock. Um I know it's only a show, but it might be the only thing us Friday the 13th fans get for a while. Also, um, there's a lot of misleading information about what rights they have. Um, apparently, they can use pretty much anything. The, the original story was that they only had the rights to the first movie because it was through Victor Miller, who wrote the first movie with Sean Cunningham. But it sounds like they can do whatever they want. But either way, it is a prequel. So I'm assuming it's just going to be effectively um, Bates Motel, but... <laughs> with uh, with Mrs. Voorhees and uh, and young Jason instead, but who knows? I'm sure I'll watch it. Well, maybe maybe since the Hannibal angle will be in there, maybe just Jason has a really highfalutin culinary like <laughs> appetite. Maybe he's, maybe Jason Voorhees <laughs> is all about that real top shelf meal. I mean, maybe he's just cutting everything with a machete, no matter like no matter how small. Um, mm-hmm. I'd watch the shit out of that. Um, <laughs> and finally, hopeful friend of the show and star of Ambulance, Yaya Abdul Mateen II, is going to play Wonder Man in the in Marvel's Disney Plus uh, superhero series. Um, I think that's great news. Um, Wonder Man may not be like a a big name to a lot of people. I'm only like roughly familiar with him. I remember him from like the 90s. But yeah, yeah, he's right. awesome. So I think that's great. He is totally awesome. And I just hope Marvel commits to the bit of Wonder Man having those red eyes. Uh, me too. And I, I'm assuming it's going to, because uh, the character Wonder Man is like an actor, if I remember correctly, the guy who right. becomes Wonder Man. Um, and so hopefully it'll be like a pretty interesting joke about Hollywood and all that stuff. So it should be should be interesting. 
All right, that's it for news. Let's move on to new releases. Now streaming on Roku, because that's right, they have their own fucking channel. It's weird, the Al Yankovic story. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Explores every facet of Yankovic's life, from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon, to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. Oh my god, that's so great. The comedy is written and directed by Eric Apple. And co-written by Weird Al Yankovic himself. It stars Daniel Radcliffe, Rain Wilson, Evan Rachel Wood, Josh Groban, <laughs> Conan, yeah. O'Bri- Conan O'Brien's in this, and many, many more. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. The list was too long to include. The celebrities of are abound in that film. Hell yeah. New in theaters is Nocebo. A fashion designer is suffering from a mysterious illness that puzzles her doctors and frustrates her husband until help arrives in the form of a Filipino carer who uses traditional folk healing to reveal a horrifying truth. The thriller is directed by Lorcan Finnegan. It stars Ava Green, Mark Strong, Chai Foncier, Kathy Belton, and Billy Gadsden. New in theaters is Something in the Dirt. <laughs> Maverick filmmaking duo Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead offer up a twisted reflection of our paranoid times in this mix of buddy comedy and sci-fi thriller. The comedy sci-fi horror is directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. It stars... <laughs> are you ready? It stars yeah. Who's Justin star? Benson... <laughs> No. Aaron Moorhead. What? What? And Sarah Adina Smith. Who the fuck oh, is this Sarah Adina Smith person? <laughs> Sarah Adina Smith is neither is Justin Aaron Benson. Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. <laughs> there you go. That's the bad um, Have you guys ever seen any of their movies? They're like, they're interesting. They, they also worked on yeah. some of the recent Marvel shows. Mm. They're 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 an interesting duo. They they, they want to like do unusual stuff i'm I'm curious about this because I, I i've seen a, one or two of their other movies and they're they're pretty cool new in theaters is black panther wakanda forever the people of wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of king t'challa the latest installment in the mcu is written and directed by ryan i'm so tired kugler and co-written by joe <laughs> robert cole it stars Letitia wright lapita nuango Denai Guerrera, Winston Duke, Florence Kasumba, and Dominique Thorne. Um, I think that looks good. I'll probably see that this weekend or something. Angela Bassett, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people. And it, yeah, I'm a, it doesn't mention you know who who shows up in it. Oh, I'm yeah. just kidding. Hey, <laughs> now, what are you talking about? <laughs> that totally doesn't happen. Namor? No. No. Nah. Not Namor. Say no more. No more. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. New in theaters and VOD is The Accursed. <laughs> Ellie is asked by a family friend to look after an elderly woman living in a remote cabin for a few days. She agrees, but soon discovers there is a demon <laughs> hiding in the woman just waiting to break free. The horror film is directed by Kevin Lewis. It stars Sarah Gray, Meg Foster, Sarah Dumont, Alexis Snap, and Amina Savari. <clears throat> My throat's still a little fucky. But what did we watch this week, Alex? <laughs> That's it for new releases, which means it's time for What Did We Watch This Week? You Jake Sully? I'd like to talk to you about a fresh start on a new world. You 
be making a difference. I became a Marine for the hardship. I told myself I can pass any test a man can pass. All I ever wanted was a single thing worth fighting for. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora. You should see your faces. <laughs> it came out in 2009. I'm sure you heard of it back then. But this week we watched Avatar. The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No? Did you think we were talking Shit. about the James Guys Cameron movie? Up. <laughs> what if one of us accidentally watched the wrong one? <laughs> a paraplegic marine dispatched to the moon Pandora on a unique mi mission becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his home. The epic science fiction film was directed, written, produced, probably catered, and co-edited by James Cameron and <laughs> James Cameron. It stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sigourney Weaver. So, as a warning, I'm sure there will be spoilers as we discuss Avatar. So, if you haven't seen it yet, that seems unlikely based on how much money the movie has made and how much, supposedly, everyone in the world loves it. But if you haven't, you may want to pause this, watch the movie, and come back. Otherwise, let's dig right in. So, Matt and Tim, what are your favorite things about Avatar? I'm going to say it, guys. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. What a goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> um... Diana reminded me that we dragged her to see this with us in the theater and she fell asleep. Oh my god, we did? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't I don't remember, but all I really remember from seeing it in the theater was the headache that I had from the 3D glasses. Um, she was like, that's the blue people, right? <laughs> Tell her I said and sorry. I said, yes, the the blue people. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, my favorite things, things I liked about this movie, I, I liked, um, all the callbacks to aliens. I liked, um, the whole, you know, greedy corporation aspect of it and, the, um, all the, you know, the armed forces grunts that are, you know, tasked with going on another providing bug order, you know, another bug hunt. Yep. I like that. I, I I liked all the like machinery and the walkers and the guns. Um all of that was very James Cameron and I liked all of that. I enjoy I guess I enjoyed I mean, apart from the fact that they all had to say the things they had to say, but I I did like the performances, I suppose. Yeah. I liked West Studies. Hell Studi. yeah. Um, yeah, West Studi, baby. I thought he was great as the voice of whatever his name is, because I'm not, <laughs> I'm never gonna know anyone's name in this fucking movie. Um, <laughs> it was well, it was his performance too. It wasn't just his voice. Yes, yeah, his yeah, his yeah, his correct. performance was correct. was very good. Um, and even Zoe Saldana, um, I thought she yeah. was she she was cool. Um. Our our girl Sigourney will never do wrong, even though, you know, this is <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> um, and yeah, let's see what else did I like about this movie. I um, I mean it it wasn't as tedious as I expected it to be. Hmm. I did like find myself like 
being into it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even though it was so goofy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think in, ge- in general, I was surprised at how well, in general, how well the effects held up for the most part. Yeah. Um, when did it come out? Oh, yeah, 2009. Yeah. Um, wow. What a different time. I know. I liked, um, I don't know his name. The, oh, Stephen Lang's character. Yeah. With, like, so over the top and so, like, campy with, like, all those, like, scars on his head. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, then at the end, <laughs> at the end when he, like, holds his breath and, like, breaks the window out. And, uh, oh, like, yeah. So funny. So funny. Yeah. Let's see. I guess that's it. <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> Full. Okay. So unlike you two, I did not see this movie in theaters. Oh. I saw this four hours ago. You would never see it? For the first it? time? I've never seen Avatar before. Holy oh, wow. shit. Here's why. <laughs> no way. We're talking about the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Here's why. Here's what I like about Avatar. I was formerly proud that I had never seen Avatar. <laughs> Having said that, I love Stephen Lang in that movie. He is ridiculously over the top, vicious. Uh, great job. Mm. Um, special effects for the time, I'm sure, were great. Uh, they're still pretty good, uh, though everything seems is unnecessarily smooth and wet. Mm. Um, maybe that was a limitation. If it was an artistic direction, hey man, whatever floats your boat, okay? Uh, <laughs> I do love James Cameron's... Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure James Cameron had some say in the design of most of this, everything, oh, right? Sure it did, wasn't yeah. like... Yeah, as usual. That being said, yeah, so... That being said, I did appreciate the over-the-top um, gunships. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, the big gunship that Stephen Lang's character was in most of the time. I was just like, just put turrets everywhere on it. <laughs> it's like, make it overtly obvious that this thing is for war. It's like, cool, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for the time, it was a visual feast. Um, too bad it was in 3D. Mm. Whoops, wrong part. Um, <laughs> I think... I am conflicted about the movie overall. Uh, I think it's nice. I think it's good that it was a movie about empathy and about uh, symbiotics, like symbiosis or living within one's environment and communing with being a part of one's world and having that deep connection with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, But there is an inverse to that, which I will talk about later. Um so I think that's a nice message. I still, yeah, I mean, that's it. I'm just going to start talking about other stuff. So there you go. The performances were great. The end. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, I haven't seen this since I, since apparently Matt and I dragged poor Diana to see it. Um, but I, I rewatched it. I want to say like a month ago and I, 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 randomly took notes then because i'm insane um and i haven't gotten around to rewatching it since but <clears throat> i will say that like you know there's been a lot of talk about how derivative the story is 
And and I've even made those comments, and it is derivative, but I, that's like fine, technically. I you know like it. That's that's a complaint we could make about plenty of movies that I I have not right. been as hard on. Um, yes, agreed. The the characters in the drama and conflict I think w- work really well because that is the kind of shit Cameron is good at. The action beats are strong and tend to be built around character and emotion because that's what Cameron does. When their home is being attacked, I I felt sad. You know, it it felt like a really yeah. bad thing. Um, I thought like, you know, like, like little things that Cameron thinks of, like, uh, the general, uh, Stephen Lang's character just casually drinking coffee while they were destroying the sacred tree. Um, I thought that was a, like a, a great moment that a lot of directors and writers would not think to include in their movie. And I thought it, it did a lot very, very easily. Um, I thought the end battle was technically really well done. In terms of some casting stuff, I'll say that Cameron probably was one of the first people to see something serious in Zoe Saldana. You know, I I, at the time, if I remember correctly, she wasn't really like a star. Um, And he he saw that he saw something in her and and made her the the the, like co-lead effectively of the movie, which I think says a lot and, and, and trusted her to carry that performance through motion capture the entire time. So, you know, that's great. Um, I forgot, I completely forgot that Michelle Rodriguez is in this. Indeed. Uh, yeah. And I thought it was... A Latina character that's actually played by a Latina. Yeah, like, I was thinking, I was like, oh my god, I forgot she's in this. And I like that she got to work with Cameron, the guy who kind of accidentally created an archetype that helped Rodriguez find a place in Hollywood. I thought that was kind right. of, like, full, like nice and full circle. Um, For sure. And I loved her saying, you're not the only one with a gun, bitch. Um, that was yeah. great. Huh. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the little, like, story beat of the animals attacking near the end because their version of Mother Nature has decided that life was becoming unbalanced. I, I thought mm-hmm. that was, like fitting of the story it made sense for their lore it was vindicating vindicating for the tall blue people the navi was that what they were called um the navi i thought it was very smart to have zoe kill stephen lang not the white savior that sure that was a small yeah. but important decision that i thought was 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 good um, and I also liked the moment of her interacting with real Jake and still mm. seeming to have feelings for him, even in his small body. Um, yeah. I thought that was nice. Uh, as you mentioned, common ca- Cameron shit, nice anti-corporate greed message, anti-destruction of natural resources mixed with this kind pro-harmony value of life message that he puts into most of his movies. And the the last thing that I'll I'll say that like I thought was good, and this also I think has worked against the movie a lot, is that it's technically it's a nothing. You know, I I think a lot of the anti Avatar sentiment kind of came from like, why should this be as big as it is? It's a nothing. It didn't exist before this. Like in a world like cause ever since like the 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 beginning of the thousands, we have been so IP focused. And then this movie that is derivative, but technically an original story comes out and becomes the biggest movie ever. And I feel like there was just this kind of cultural resistance to 
a nothing becoming this big. It just feels inherently weird that, you know, in a time where almost everything that we care about was created before like 1990 and been remade or adapted ever since, you know, it's not even a book, you know, but I just think that that is something that's kind of cool about it. But I think it worked against the movie in a lot of ways, like how dare James Cameron just come up with this on his own. So I, I like that about it, but I, I realize that I think that's one of the things that worked against the movie within people's opinions. So do you have any honorable mentions or things you had mixed emotions about, sometimes known as the cronies in honor of David Cronenberg? All right, here we go. <laughs> um, honorable mentions to all the things that made me laugh inadvertently, <laughs> even though... I believe they were not meant to be funny. Number one. (laughs) Unobtainium. Oh, yeah. I I meant to mention this. So that's a... Like, you mentioned it... it, That is a trope. It's... You mentioned that it's a thing from... um, that video game, Ratchet and Clank. Unobtainium is a a long-existing terminology. Yeah, it is a trope. It, it's a thing that people even use in real in the real world to describe like a, uh, a an element that they want need but don't have. It doesn't exist exactly. Anything. But yes, unobtainium. What a what a what a word. Number two, we're in the flux vortex. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like, what does that even mean? She's just pointing to a computer screen and saying it. What exactly does that mean? You're right. We're in the flux vortex. I'm just going to say that whenever like we have a problem that we don't know how to solve. <laughs> I'll just be like, we're Stuck in the flux in vortex. I'm in the flux vortex, guys. Sorry. <laughs> All the slow, the weird slow motion were was funny. It's like <laughs> in like all the action. Sure. Like sped yeah. up and then slow motion. Why do the weird horses sound like velociraptors from Jurassic Park? They reused a lot of the same sound effects from Jurassic Park. Like that, why? It I don't know. I don't hey, know. I mean, uh, on top of that, Matt, why did the small dog-like creatures all literally sound like hyenas? You know, like <laughs> I have again. so many things to say about. Well, I guess I'll go into my cronies now. So I don't know what it's called, but there's this phobia of. <laughs> Like, (laughs) people who get really upset when they see something that is, like, supposed to be normal looking, but it isn't. What, are you talking about the Uncanny Valley? I don't know. I just have a friend whose (laughs) partner gets, like, physically ill when she sees limos. (laughs) Oh. Because. What? It's like. It's a car, car, but it's not. But it's very long, and it's not supposed to look like that. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure this is a real phobia. I've not heard of it. Yeah, I'm not trying to laugh at anyone who actually has this phobia, if anyone's listening. This is news to me. (laughs) It's funny. And while I do not have this phobia, I feel like I had a little bit of a... I for sure had cronies, basically... Well, first off, the Navi, like... Basically everything about them, like the <laughs> like like the height, um, 
Because they're they're humanoids, so they have, you know, five yeah. fingers and five toes. Incorrect. The Navi have <laughs> three fingers and one thumb. The human hybrids have four oh, fingers yeah, and one right. thumb. Oh, yeah, that's right. Incorrect. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. See? <laughs> Tim just saved us I from a correction. But yeah, you're right. I obviously did. Only only Jake and and the other people who were controlling avatars. They uh, otherwise the regular Navi did not have five fingers, uh, four fingers, right. and a thumb. Fair enough. But your point stands, Matt. Your point stands. Your point stands, Matt. Like their height and like you know. I mean, I feel like you know deep down we all want. A nice little cinched waist, but too <laughs> small. Too small. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, it's the low gravity. And that see? scene when he wakes up and he's like, and he gets right up the first time he's like in his avatar and it's like, it's being shot from above. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I had a really hard time with that. Sure. So, Sigourney Weaver's face when she's oh, yeah. in Avatar. No, thank you. <laughs> Very bad. I don't like it. <laughs> All of the wildlife in the movie. Like, why does everything need so many appendages? <laughs> Honestly, why? Like, why does, like, why, like, all of a sudden it, it like looks like it has four legs and then like two more come out. Why? <laughs> Why? I mean, I mean, sometimes, listen, sometimes a horse needs to look like Odin's horse slept near. All right. I mean, that's right. literally what. <laughs> and the and, and then they have like l- smaller little eyes that just like open up to sometimes. <laughs> and then uh, those like weird geckos with the bioluminescent tail that spin like a helicopter. That is right. an effective forms of transportation. Like, why are they? Like why? Why? What is the evolutionary benefit? Why? Of that is your question. Yeah. Why? 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 It makes why, no man? sense. Right. The colors. Why? <laughs> Too much. It's as if like. I wish they. I want James Cameron to be like. My granddaughter drew all these pictures, and I turned them into the characters. In. Avatar. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like when movies yeah. like make, you know, people and animals, plants look just enough like ones that we're used to, but then they're like, I'm just gonna like give it two more eyeballs and like right. it's gonna be fluorescent for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. And let's just call it a day. Um, so, yeah, all of those things. I had a hard time watching most of I mean, it was just a lot for me. Mm. Sure, sure. Yeah, let's see. I mean. <laughs> There's more. I found myself wanting to see, like, the Navi's private parts. I don't know why. It was just like. They were like somehow barely covered, but they were. They're, they're very like tiny, jumping all over the place. Like something's gonna pop out, guys. Well, well, let's assume, Matt. Let's assume that it's a cloaca situation. Okay. I know it's true. Let's assume internal. 
<laughs> everything's internal until it everything's ain't, internal until it's time to until do it's it. Time. <laughs> with um, your with your weird nerve braid. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That too. Was it the t- their tail or was it their hair? Their hair. It was the braid. Their braid of hair. But the tail also had the hair. But no, but the tail was a tail. But the tail both. is just yeah. a tail. Yeah. Tail is just a tail. Sometimes oh. a cigar is just a cigar, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you just have a tail for no fucking reason. <laughs> well, you know. Um, all right. I feel like I've said plenty <laughs> at this point. So, next. <laughs> I don't know how to follow this up. I know. Thank you. Matt, you kind of like. Matt killed it. You kind of. Well done, Matt. <laughs> clap, clap. Yes. Seriously. Um. Yeah, I mean, honorable mention goes to Michelle Rodriguez's uh, paint job of her ship when she mm-hmm. is fighting on behalf of the Navi. That's right, I forgot about and that. Her, and her look, too, as the rebel, or, what, or I forget what her call sign was, Rogue. I think it was Rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a cool uh, choice in a movie that has a lot of bold visual choices. I'm going to give it to probably the most mundane choice, which is just some paint. Mm-hmm. Um Cronies, yeah, the whole movie's a crony for me. Right. Um, for all the things that Matt said, it literally, it, yeah, it does feel a little bit lazy in design when you just like, well, we're going to make horse a horse-like creature. Okay, well, let's just give it f- uh, six legs instead of, and and four legs will be on front and then be one pair of legs on the back. Yeah, 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 <laughs> let's call it a day. And, oh, what about monkeys? Yeah, yeah, monkeys will have four, four arms. Which, by the way, the monkey... I'm going to say it. Perhaps maybe that design of the monkey in Avatar played into the new version of the Hellraiser's The Weeper. Um, <laughs> just putting that out there because I can see the sim- similarities now. Could be. Uh, but yeah, I agree with that. It felt a little lazy in terms of why all the hoopla about this when it feels like you did the bare minimum for science fiction and you this was cashing in on the 3D craze at the time. Um why was everything smooth and wet and glistening? <laughs> I know the like that like black black yeah, panther black, thing. Yeah, the totally oh, not yeah, a black yeah. panther, black panther, yeah. Like it looked yeah, it was so shiny and it like looked like it was like made out of like everything. metal or something. <laughs> everything was shiny, and which it is was why so I'm so weird. Right, and I'm trying to say like maybe it was processing power for the for for the CG in 09. Maybe they wanted even though Marsters Incorporated, you know, came out years before with their fur tech and had they did fur really well on Sully. Speaking of Sully, Sully's the last name in this universe. It's not a shorten of Sullivan. <laughs> uh, Jake Sully. Yeah, that's his full fucking name. It's on his locker. I mean, I think it's uh, worth noting that we grew up in Massachusetts and we may know some Sullivans, but we don't know any Sullys. So if we don't know anyone with the last name Sully, that's that's really something. All the, uh, last names must really evolve in the coming years. Yeah. I guess so. What happens when you kill the green of our home world? Right. That's what happens. You kill even though all of the surnames. The only Sully I know in current living memory is a German Shepherd mix who absolutely adores <laughs> me. And his name is Sully. And I love that dog. Um, yeah, so... But yeah, it's yeah, and yeah, I, I'm a tall, thin man, you could say. 
Uh, and yeah, I agree with Matt. They had some Barbie doll waist type issues of where do your internal organs mm. sit? How does that work? Um, but yeah, overall, the movie's a crony in terms of its design choices. And also, it feels like they went... It, it just feels like it's that it's that weird... How does this movie get such a high praise for what it is? Or am I just too jaded? I know. Like, what are we missing? What are we missing? Yeah, yeah that's what that's what it is. What are we missing? I under like the message is a wonderful message, but when people talk about the visuals in the movie, it's like they're fine, but they're also the moment you put. Uh, I'm not the moment you put any small thought into it. You're like, wow, that's lazy design, actually. So, someone who. Hey, hey, listener, if you had a sexual awakening while watching this movie, please write in. Tell us, explain us, help us understand. Because I know for a fact that there are a lot of mass- masturbatory aids that came out were inspired from this film. I, I remember hearing explain about that. Explain to yes. me. Yeah, explain to me what is so significant visually about this film, please. <laughs> anyway, Alex? Yeah, I mean, those are all... Excellent. Um, the first thing I, I just will say, um, from everything I've read, believe it or not, they apparently put a massive amount of thought into all the designs in terms of how these creatures could have evolved to look the way they did on this planet. I, I'm sure that's true, but I think it's um, it's one of those situations where it's like, okay... Maybe you did, but can the audience tell that? You know what I mean? Like that, mm, that might be like, yeah. like the design version of like inside baseball. Like maybe all the people who were involved know, can see all the reasons why these designs were thoughtful. But from the outside, we just see like a panther with weird shit on it. Um, so right. like I agree with you guys, but the weird thing is that apparently the designs were not lazy which I think makes it even stranger. Um, but yeah, uh, the designs, I think, are... I'm going to put it in a crony, um, but I do think it is technically my biggest problem with this movie. Um, it's it's just, like, not my taste. It, I, you mm-hmm. know, like, I, I, I'll look at, like, the, the blue people and the creatures and the planet, Pandora, and everything about it. And I'll be like, these are all technically pretty. They're just, like, not my bag. Like, I just, like, don't... I don't feel anything from seeing these things. And I know other people do. I know other people, like, see the the Navi on their fucking, you know, Phoenixy things flying around with these, like, floating cliffs... And I know other people see that and they're like, oh, my God, that's beautiful and majestic. And I see it and I just think it looks kind of silly. You know, it, it just like isn't my thing. It's just like a little too it's a little too fantasy for me. Um, and it just doesn't like it's just like not my thing. Um, and I think that's what I think pulls a lot of people out of the movie um, is because I think especially because from my perspective, me and James Cameron have an almost identical design sense. Like he and I like right. the same shit. And then he does and then he comes out with this. 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, okay. Like, the only designs that really resonate with me are all the weapons and warships, and we're not supposed to side with them. So I'm like, um, okay. Like, it's just, it's just, it, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, but you recognize the inherent comedy and commentary on the in those designs at least of course too. of course and, it, and it's yeah. storytelling right like there's there's storytelling in the designs as is very right. as is common for james cameron you know it, so i think that is something that really like fucks me up about this movie is like i'm not used to feeling at odds with james cameron's choices i i, I it's very like typically anything he does i'm like fuck yeah it's awesome and, and like every decision yeah. he makes in a movie i'm down with but all of the designs i it i don't look at them and think that they're bad i just think like this isn't like for me like i don't i don't jive with this and right. it's just so bizarre and and also like i've i've talked about this before but like the whole thing with giving creatures bizarre anatomy and proportions just because you can, I I maintain it just like will pull at least some people completely out of the reality of of the creature. Like the the Navi, yes. no matter how realistic they look, will always look fake to me because their proportions right. are so bizarre. Now, well, hang on a sec. There was a line of dialogue in there that said, oh, yeah, there's low gravity on Pandora. Yes. Surprise. Which would explain the elongatedness of the Navi. But what it does not explain is they're very dense musculature and bone <laughs> mass. Right. But like. Because in low gravity settings, yeah, you will elongate, but course. you also get weaker and lose muscle dense. So. And that's and that's fine, know. you know. Like I, yeah. it's not so much that I have an issue with like the mechanics of it. It's it's that I have never in my lifetime. So like the one of the things they talk about with special effects is like, can someone believe that this exists or whatever? And like, mm -hmm. if I've never in my lifetime seen a humanoid creature with these kinds of proportions moving around. My brain is like, that's not real because I've yeah. never seen mm. it. I've, I've never seen it in my entire life. And it's one thing if I see it and it is factually tactfully there, like it is an actual like, 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 like the, the fucking aliens in Invaders from Mars. Those, you know, those potato head guys. I've never seen those <laughs> right. before in my life, but they were tactfully, like, they were real. They were actually there. So as much as sure. I felt weirded out by it, I was like, oh, well, I mean, there it is. It's there. Now I've seen it in real life. Whereas with these kinds of things, with, like, CGI, when they, like, exaggerate proportions, I go, my brain is like, I've never seen that. And, oh, I can tell it's CGI, so I still haven't seen it. I, it's still not real to me. So that that's just, like, and maybe it's just me, but, like, I, that kills any sort of, like, CGI character for me is when the proportions and the re anatomy is just completely non-real to me. And, and I, it just, yeah. it, it doesn't matter how well they're put into the environment it doesn't matter how well it's lit or rendered or how good the motion capture is i'm just like no and especially because they move like a regularly proportioned person because that's who's doing the mocap 
you know, like maybe if they had slightly different movements, maybe it would work better for me, but they move like a regularly proportioned person, but they have these very exaggerated proportions, which like just fucks me up. Um, so that's like the designs huge problem for me, but again, it, it doesn't seem to bother most people and it, you know, it's not that the designs are bad. It just doesn't work for me. So I'll call it a crony. Um, and then also I'll say that like the visual effects at times were frustrating for me because again, to bring it back to like old school visual effects talk, you're supposed to shoot things as if they could be shot with a camera. And as soon as your eye can tell That's there's no, there's no way a camera could shoot it. It tends to like fuck you up. And there's so many times that the camera is just like impossibly following action like it's like like a, like in a video game cinematic. It just it, it, for me personally, it just like that you couldn't do that with like a fucking rig. You couldn't do that with a uh, steady cam. You couldn't do that with it being attached to something like there's no way that this was actually filmed. And, and that just like fucks me up. But then that's that's me. So that's why I'll call it a crony. Um, and I also, I forgot how badly the end battle went for the most part. Like, I forgot that, like, almost oh, yeah. all the good guys die. Like, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that's kind of upsetting. Um, a, you know, a, kudos to them for being that ballsy. But I was, I was shocked that, that it was that, like, that dour. Um, and then generally just cronies to the fact that, so their hair they also used to link during sex, which they took out of the movie um, or was only in the expanded edition. But they also use that hair to like penetrate animals. Mm-hmm. Like, are they? No, not pen- <laughs> there's no penetration. Well, like there's they no link. And then yes, they, they like, link. you know, it, it's like, is that like it's dirty? It's just kind of odd. Are they all like kind of fucking? <laughs> Like, is this all, like, some sort of weird... I I don't know. It's just kind of bizarre to me that they're, like, literally physically linking with these animals and each other. And again, this is a completely different alien, you know, society. And I'm not, you know, who would we be to judge something like that? You know, like, whatever. It's a completely different species. But it's, like, it always makes me, like, a little fucking uncomfortable when I see it. I mean, part of me also thinks whoever came up with that idea also really played loved the video game StarCraft because the alien <laughs> species in StarCraft, one of them is called the Protoss, and they have long-looking hair, which is not hair. It's actually nerve brain stuff. Oh, boy. And when that stuff gets severed, that cuts you off communally, psychically from that species type of deal. So part of me is like, hey. <laughs> I mean, you're probably anyway. right. I mean, Cameron's a big nerd, so he probably did like StarCraft. What didn't you like about Avatar? Was there anything? Is this redundant? Is this <laughs> redundant know, we're right now? Just... Well, I mean, I um, is there anything that you just flat out didn't like? You didn't have mixed emotions about, you know, that kind of okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, I did not like um, the voiceover. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I thought it was very silly. Thank I, you. I did not like the transitioning between, like, it was all very abrupt when they transitioned from like being Jake being Navi. in his avatar to not mm. to like stuff going on with the Navi to stuff going on with the people. Like it was all very like, I feel like abrupt. And then 
for me, the whole movie just felt like a big, like, montage sequence or, like, a big, like, trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just felt like the highlights reel. I can see that. I can see that, yeah. I can see that. And... A lot of montages. A lot of montages. It all just felt like a like a big montage. Yeah, that's basically yeah. Yeah. Of all the things that I flat out didn't like, it was that. Well here's my question. Did I watch the extended version? Because I remember a sex scene. You probably did. Because yeah, did the, I accidentally watch it the theatrical cut does they, they like start to hook up. Like you see them, like I don't yeah. know, like get ready to get get bluey or something. Um, but yeah. in the extended edition, they actually link braids, which was m- made fun of constantly by people. And then people, <laughs> then a bunch of people on Twitter was like, "Well, then, well, jokes on you because that wasn't even in the theatrical cut." Um, but yeah, so if you saw them link braids, then you you saw the extended cut. Oh my god! I Why saw them I... like making out under the white, whatever the hell that was, tree. Yeah, yeah. And that... he like picks her up or something. Yeah, but I don't know if oh. I remember seeing them link braids. Oh no! I saw the collector's edition extended cut. <laughs> yeah, I confirmed it. I just compared runtimes. My runtime was the collector's edition extended cut. If that is. The runtime that has, if that is the version that has that scene in it, oopsie doopsies, I've done it again. (laughs) Or I will accidentally watch an extended cut of a film. Um, Anyway, yeah, it was be, it's it's just, I mean, I hate to retread ground here. It's the unrealistic camera movements Mm. because call me old fashioned, but that's what I was taught about in terms of the philosophy of a camera movement. The virtual cameras were, very obvious, like when this was pure uh, c- CGI, not motion captured, like camera movement as well. Right. It felt very unrealistic because I think they were trying to make it seem believable. And I think that's what, and again, I'm chalking that up to the era in which it was filmed, which is 09, or probably more realistically, they've probably shot this like what, 07, 08. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff really killed it. A lot of a lot of scenes for me. Um, yeah, the fact that everything always felt like a montage. The voiceover is always. I hate to say it, voiceovers are a classic example in script writing classes right. of this is what's. If you want to, hey kids, you want to know what lazy script writing looks like? Does your movie have a voiceover in it? Congratulations, it's lazy, and you need to make it better. Um, yeah, if you're gonna give us a voiceover, you got to do something interesting with it, or find an you know an actual reason for it to be there. You have, yeah. yes, you have to earn that voiceover, and this movie did not earn it. It also, yeah, and yeah, the the montaginess of it, like they said, oh, all right, so we got three months to con- to convince the Navi that you know until we bulldoze the shit to the point where I had no grasp of time. I know things were taking time, but was that three months that we whiz bang by or did the humans break the idea and like start bulldozing shit early? I don't know. Right. Like, <laughs> I, know. I know mankind's the, the shit heel in this. I get it. And clearly this is not also, also not a unified earth since they talk about man, man, Venezuela, that was some shit. <laughs> like, so like, okay, let's assume that this is like another allegory for the United States being a bunch of fuck fuckheads that we are and how we dominated the current continent that we live on. Um, 
so okay it's it's that <laughs> um jesus oh man i've lost i lost my train of thought because there's, there's just so many <laughs> things going through my head right now um yeah i like my listen as a as a man who likes sci- old sci-fi and horror movies i like me some wet puppets <laughs> me too i do not like me some wet i do not like me some wet cgi me neither there you go alex um yeah you know i i i agree with those points and um i I really wanted to like this movie on my rewatch. Um, it, it always pained me because, like, I, as I've mentioned before, I've even grown to enjoy Titanic. I think Titanic is a perfectly good movie. Sure. So it, it like, I really want to like this movie and I want to be excited for the sequels. Um, but I just, like, couldn't do it. Um, and I, I did like it more than I remembered, but I, I couldn't really get fully into it but it's just one of the things i notice is that it just it just looks so flat to me you know yeah. like yeah and i think it's just it suffers from that kind of like fairly early on digital camera shit you know nowadays they can put they they know how to you know even a movie like prey which i thought looked quote unquote a little flat um i would say they did a much better job of making it look you know, uh, giving it depth than this movie had. It, it's, it's, there's almost no texture. It's just like smooth and clean. Like yeah. it, it's very digital, um, which just, just kind of like fucked me up with it. And it, and it kind of highlighted the, the, you know, the very digital, very like CGI nature of the movie for me. Um, especially since I, it, you know, I, I feel like, James Cameron's movies tend to have they're very very visually pleasing movies with a lot of depth to them so the flatness of mm-hmm. this really fucked me up and that was one of the things that I really put together while watching this is that the like tactile nature of James Cameron's movies is one of my favorite things about him like the way he's always been so good at bringing fantastic elements into the real world like how he would use almost every trick in the book to make things there you know, rear projection, clever camera angles so you don't see people controlling puppets, uh, you know, miniatures in a shot pulling away so you think it's a ship, but it's actually like a tiny little thing that's like technically right behind them. Um, like his tactile nature is really a big thing to me. Um, and maybe it's not as a big thing to for other people. And I'm also kind of getting the feeling from watching this movie and the trailers for the sequels, sequel, um, that, in, unfortunately, James Cameron may have always felt hindered by that tactile nature, actually. You know, he he might have felt right. like, oh, I wish I could just have everything look the way I want it to and not have to use animatronics and all and, and miniatures. Like, maybe this is his preferred way of doing things. Um, but maybe. I I really miss tactile Cameron. And uh, sure. that that is really something that really bums me out about this movie. It's like uh, like they couldn't have like filmed in a real environment and then like added all the weird yeah. shit to just make it a little more like grounded. But instead, they literally made everything on a computer. Right. And like, I'm just going to fucking throw this out here. Like, like, I'm going to be like, did the Navi need to be big? Like there was there what, any real reason 
why you couldn't have put Zoe Saldana in makeup and just made her blue and had her play the part. Yeah. Like, did she, do they need to be like eight feet tall? Like, how how important to the story is that other than for the, you know, the like power armor things being roughly the same size as them? Like, you know, like if if we just said that they were very strong and fast, would would it have made that big of a difference to us? Mm. I th- I think it was a compulsion. I mean, there's a little plenty of books where you have aliens of such stature. Uh, I think it totally. was a compulsion to finally say, to finally have the technology to say, I want to see this on celluloid. And see, that's what I'm I'm thinking. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like that James Cameron right. was just like, I I want to be able to make these aliens big. And I want yep, to be able great, to yeah. give them unusual proportions and anatomy. Like he, he wanted to see this this shit that he he can't realize in a tactile way. Whereas for me personally, I would just be like, let's just have them play these roles in makeup, and they'll be like the same size as other people. True, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I don't know. And also, they weren't even around humans that much, so I don't even see. Like, why couldn't right. they have you just had them the... be big and then, you know, they put some effort into, you know, making them different sizes like fucking Lord of the Rings and the few cases where there's a human around. Like, I... yeah, but again, I that's me, you know, that's me. Sure, sure. Uh, do you have a favorite death scene besides my love of James Cameron? <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nothing could kill my love of James Cameron. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess Stephen Lang was mm. like he deserved it. I agree. Not one, but two arrows to the chest. It was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, my favorite death scene to. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I've forgotten the character's name because it's Avatar names. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, gotta find it. Laz Alonzo's character, Sute, because he's like, he gets into the the gunship and he oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. does a dope ass heroic death. That was cool. You know, because he gets, and it's just that one Marine who gets a few lucky shots in and that's all it took. But because that guy was fucking going ham, being the, you know, the next leader of the of that Navi clan. Yeah. Since West Studio had died previously. Um Spoiler. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'd probably... Sute. <laughs> I'd probably go with either that... One of the two that you guys mentioned. Like, I, those are the only, like, deaths I really, like, remember from the movie, necessarily. Yeah, because, like, Michelle Rodriguez's death is a bummer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, none of the deaths were really, like, fun. You know, I wasn't like, ooh, no. cool death scene. It was more just kind of like, aww. Um, and and yeah. again, Sigourney Weaver dying. Good for them for making me give a shit. But um, but yeah, it was either probably one of those two. I would say for me. And I just realized now that CCH Pounder is fucking yeah, <laughs> is Moat, and that's awesome. That is pretty great. That is pretty great. Um, would you give any random aesthetic choices in Avatar a breaky award in honor of the Windbreakers in the Nail Blancant movie Demonic? Um, I enjoyed um, Zoe Saldana's plugs um, mm. in her ears. Okay. And also um, Jake's very bad wig at the end <laughs> when he had grown his hair back. 
Yeah. Um, also, I'm pretty sure Sigourney Weaver also had a pretty bad wig as well. Mm. But yeah, both of those. Uh, I'm going to give my breaky to Sigourney Weaver's avatar form <laughs> because she would be wearing she was wearing like a Stanford or something. Like, yeah, like a half shirt. The, the exaggerated. Yeah, the exaggerated <laughs> she was ready for hoop. b-ball. Yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. She's pickup game of b-ball is her avatar form. So yeah, I'd give it a give it my breaky to that. All right. Um, I did like Zoe Saldana with like the blue face paint near the end. I thought she looked really cool. Um, I liked, as you mentioned, Michelle Rodriguez's, you know, tribal, you know, setup near the end. I thought was cool. I liked all the enemy ships and all that stuff. But I, I feel like the thing from this movie that sticks with me the most is Stephen Lang's scars through his head and hair. Yeah. Like the yeah. those like three or two or three like cuts that go up to the side of his head. For some reason, that always sticks with me. It's a, it's the classic scars that are badass and stop just short of the eyeball. Yeah, yeah, I love those. Yeah. Those are the best ones. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so finally, would you recommend Avatar? I mean, it's not great, but I don't. I mean, I think it's like a fun like if you've never seen it before. Yeah, it's like a funny like fun stupid movie to watch and not really get really anything out of it but some laughs and some comment like it's probably a really fun like movie to watch with a bunch of people and just kind of like make fun of it (laughs) so i guess i would recommend it for that but i don't i would not you know place it you know anywhere in the hallowed halls of amazing celluloid that a lot of people refer to it as right. Yeah. I will hold off on my recommendation of this movie until we see the sequel. Okay. Cause maybe the sequel will have improved and evolved in some such way that makes seeing this movie important. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. I don't like, does it really, I didn't really feel like it neat. Like why <laughs> does it need a sequel? I don't know. You're right, Matt. No one asked for these sequels. He supposedly has five movies planned out. That, yeah, and two and three. That's wild. Yeah. And two and three are finished. Well, two is definitely finished, and three is like 96% finished yeah. or something. That is wild. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, as of, as of, as of, before the sequel, well, okay, as of the stands now without a sequel currently as of this recording, I will say, see this movie if you need to educate somebody on the basics of empathy. Okay. Otherwise, I don't think this movie has much to offer considering the hype that it received. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I I guess I'd... As long as someone likes, like, sci-fi action adventure movies, I guess I'd say you should probably at least see Avatar. I don't know if you'd, like, love it but I feel like it's important technically. So I guess see it. Um, I I would also tell people maybe if like, if you like like the average Marvel movie, I would say that this movie has, is is pretty similar in a lot of ways. And yeah, it's definitely not far off. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the blueprint in a lot of ways for what the Marvel movies are in some ways in terms of being heavily, you know, VFX based and 
kind of simple plots. Um, you know, if you if you're not tired of the Marvel formula, you might actually think Avatar is a slightly better version of the Marvel formula in some ways. Um, and I would also think that I'm curious because I, as I've talked about before, I think like people in our age group, we developed our concept of the cinematic language before CGI. So I wonder if younger people wouldn't be as fucked up by the stuff that fucks us up. So I don't know. Possibly. I, you know what, since you brought up Marvel, how weirdly petty was it? That when Endgame smashed <laughs> the record for most profitable, that they decided to re-release Avatar I so it could know. technically make more money again. Oh wow! I know, fucking Cameron. that happened. It did. That happened. It yep. did. And it upset me that it worked. It. I know. I know. It upset me that a it happened and b it worked. <sighs> Such a shame. Anyway, all right, we went. Pretty long with Avatar. Like our elongated bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Much like our elongated bodies, this episode is going long. Um, this is the Navi of of podcast episodes. Unnaturally <laughs> extended for no real reason. Like the runtime. Fucking waste of ammo. Must be a chick thing. Up oh, the sound of one of the great lines from Alien Resurrection means we are out of time. We'll be back the Monday after next with a new episode, assuming someone doesn't unplug the blue aliens that are actually controlling our mindless bodies before then. If you have any questions for me, Matt, or Tim, you can reach us through our email, aipdmoviespod at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at aipdmoviespod. For now, I guess. If you like this podcast or any of the other great podcasts, articles, or features on AIPT, you can help support the site and the people who work on it by signing for our Patreon at patreon.com slash aiptcomics. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, it's okay to love movies. They may not be able to love you back, but they'll always be there for you. Bye. Then teach me how to see. Bye.